Welcome to Have You Heard, an IDF podcast. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation, a nonprofit organization that improves the diagnosis, treatment, and quality of life of people affected by primary immunodeficiency. People living with PI are the zebras of the medical world, and the IDF community is one big zebra herd. For years, the Immune Deficiency Foundation has worked closely with doctors, families, and legislators to improve the quality of life of people affected by severe combined immunodeficiency, or SCID. In July of 2018, in response to all 50 states and U.S. territories implementing newborn screening for SCID, the Immune Deficiency Foundation was awarded a grant through the HRSA to create a SCID screening and education program. The SCID Compass program was created with resources from that grant, and as of this fall, the program has concluded. On this episode of Have You Heard, Alyssa Kramer, IDF's Director of Community Services, and Melissa Raspa, Senior Research Public Health Analyst at RTI International, take a look back over the past four years and explore the successes of Skid Compass. Let's get started. Welcome, Melissa. It's really great to have you here today to chat about Skid Compass, especially since you were on the original team and we worked together throughout the program. Can you share a little bit about yourself and RTI's role and how the program initially came together? Yeah, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Alyssa. I'm really excited to talk with you about the Skid Compass project and the work we accomplished together. Um, so first, I'll just start with a little bit about myself and my role at RTI and, and on the project. Um, so I've been at RTI for almost 18 years. I'm a senior scientist and I'm the director of our genomics, ethics, and translational research program. Um, RTI is a pretty big nonprofit research institute dedicated to improving the human condition. And Skid Compass, um, to me, really directly aligns with um, our mission at RTI. So um, I led the RTI team for, like I said, the Skid Compass project and was involved from the start. Um, so when our team first saw the announcement about um, this grant opportunity come out from HRSA, we were really excited and um, trying to play a role in the project, given our interests in our work in newborn screening. And um, to me, what was really appealing um, personally was the opportunity to develop tools and resources for the SCID community and hopefully um, help to improve awareness and knowledge among families and healthcare providers. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, you and your team definitely played a pivotal role in identifying identifying the needs of the SCID community and then translating those needs into tangible resources. Can you give a quick recap of how you gathered data and turned it into usable information? Sure. Um, so we decided to start by gathering some information from both parents and healthcare providers to understand uh, the different types of resources that were most critical to develop. So first we talked with um, seven parents who had a child with SCID that was diagnosed through newborn screening. Um, and we asked them to identify and, and really talk about the different um, key time points that they experienced in their journey with SCID. And that was starting with um, when they first learned that their child had a positive newborn screen um, all the way through diagnosis, treatment and ongoing management. So this activity, often referred to as journey mapping, was really critical in our understanding of their different informational and emotional support needs. 
So next, we conducted a survey with about 75 parents to further explore those needs. And that was super helpful because it um, used a larger sample of parents. Finally, uh, we conducted a needs assessment survey with healthcare providers. Um, so we asked a variety of providers to participate, um, including those who had seen a patient with SCID um, or tend to see patients with SCID like immunologists and those that don't usually see patients with SCID like pediatricians. So th that survey with healthcare providers really helped us to understand their needs, um, both the kind of current needs of uh, those providers as well as future needs um, if they ever had um, encountered a patient with SCID um, in their family. Thanks, Melissa. I think that's people's really biggest misconception about designing any sort of program or resource is that you really have to have the research and the data to back it up. And it does not happen overnight. Like this project um, took four years from start to finish with the development, with lots of steps, assessment, um, connecting with parents, connecting with providers, and really evaluating how we were doing throughout. It was a, a long process. So let's talk about some of those biggest needs that we heard from the SCID community and how we translated them into some sort of resource. And I think an obvious first place to start is with the website. Well, you're exactly right, Alyssa. Um, that needs assessment activity uh, really drove a lot of the work that we did on the project. So those surveys and the journey mapping activities were really critical first steps. And as you said, the website was um, our first kind of major resource that the Skid Compass team developed. So um, we used those findings from the journey map activity to really guide the organization of the website. Um, in those early conversations with parents who had a child with SCID, um, we really discovered that there was a common journey that um, all parents experienced um, and that there were five key time points um, that the families talked about, even though they kind of experienced each of those time points um, a little differently. So first was the diagnosis stage when parents found out um, that the um, SCID screening results were confirmed that um, their child did indeed have SCID. Um, and that was followed by the pretreatment phase when parents um, were really seeking to determine the best kind of path forward for their child and family. The next phase was the treatment phase where the child um, underwent either a hematopoietic stem cell transplant or in some cases gene therapy. The next was the post-treatment um, phase when parents were kind of playing that waiting game, um, waiting for the treatment to take effect. And then finally, um, uh, when parents returned home, um, they entered the new normal phase and began that long journey of managing their child's um, diagnosis with SCID. So that website um, that we created and is still in existence today was really created around each of those different stages of the SCID journey. Um, and IDF had some pretty wonderful resources already that we could align with each of those stages. But then, um, as we've been talking about, um, we really used each of those stages of the SCID journey to kind of think through what additional resources we could create um, through the project. Um, and really, like I said, use those needs assessment, so those early um, journey mapping and survey results to kind of guide the development. And um, one of the most recent additions um, to the website was um, that really kind of encapsulated a lot of the work that we did um, is the Skid Compass Toolkit, which can be downloaded or printed for free. 
Thanks, Melissa. Yeah, I think the website was arguably the biggest task, but it really laid the groundwork for what this program was going to look like moving forward. And we really had to create something where there was nothing for parents and providers navigating SCID. And I really think that journey map was pivotal in the design and the layout of what parents and providers and the community see today if you go to skidcompass.org. And then after that website, um, our program really grew and we were able to fill in the gaps and supplement other things and other items that we saw were a need, like a treatment section, which includes a really phenomenal conditioning guide, which walks caregivers through what conditioning is, why it's used or why it may not be used. But we also were able to create two skid fact sheets, one for parents and one for providers that work as supplements to the newborn screening test results that states send out after that abnormal screen. Um, can you share a bit about how you gather accurate information in order to kind of create these additional resources like the conditioning guide and the newborn screening fact sheets? Well, um, it really was a team effort for sure. Um, so not only um, did we have uh, great uh, partners on the project, of course, IDF, but also the Association for Public Health Laboratories or APHL and Genetic Alliance. But we also worked with um, a scientific advisory board and a patient advisory board. Um, so those two boards were made up of um, a variety of individuals like SCID experts, um, including uh, clinicians, parents, and even individuals who had themselves had a primary immunodeficiency. And the board members really provided input on um, kind of the types of resources we should develop based on those um, early results from the survey and the needs assessment. But they also gave us really critical feedback along the way. Um, we were able to also seek other feedback more broadly from parents, um, kind of at different stages of the project, especially as we were developing the website. Um, and then as we um, worked on developing kind of um, other types of tools and resources um, for folks beyond just parents, um, like the fact sheets, um, we really worked with the state newborn screening programs um, or other clinicians who might not be as familiar with SCID. And then finally, for um, some of those really technical resources, um, like that conditioning guide you mentioned, um, we really had to sit down and um, kind of really take a deep dive and understand and talk with the clinical experts um, to really ensure that we had the most accurate and up-to-date scientific information. But um, it was really important to us knowing that that, um, that information was going to be uh, translated into um, more family-friendly information that we kind of took those complex medical terminologies and really um, put it into kind of easy to read and plain language resources. Yeah, it was really important to both our team and to HRSA that the patient voice be included in all aspects of the program. And we are so grateful. I know we at IDF are, but I'm sure you at RTI are as well, to Heather Smith at Skid Angels for Life for being a part of our team, but also being able to connect us with so many wonderful parents, as well as providers to really make sure we had that patient voice in all that we did. Um, so, Melissa, you talked a lot at the beginning about identifying the needs of the SCID community and then turning those needs into resources like the website, those fact sheets, the conditioning web pages. Were there other needs identified that the team needed to work into the program? Yeah, indeed. Um, in fact, one of the key findings that we identified in that needs assessment work was um, that parents experienced a lot of uncertainty um, during their child's journey with SCID. 
Um, so despite getting, you know, a confirmed diagnosis, there was still a lot of unknowns about what was kind of to follow um, on those different points of their journey. So um, as a follow-up, um, we conducted interviews with about 25 parents to really better understand um, what they meant by uncertainty and what different types of uncertainty they experienced and honestly how they coped with the uncertainty. Um, it really was um, a really wonderful opportunity to explore those needs of parents um, and really kind of hear from them directly. So um, just to kind of give you some examples, um, parents talked a lot about medical uncertainty, not surprisingly. So things like uncertainty um, regarding finding a donor early on during that pre-treatment phase or in the post-treatment phase, um, whether or not that the treatment actually worked, there was just a lot of uncertainty. Um, there were also other types of uncertainties like practical uncertainty for families or parents, um, like how to plan for or make it through that kind of long hospital stay, or even personal uncertainty, such as how to handle isolation from family and friends. Um, finally, parents also talked about existential uncertainty or those kind of big what if questions. And a good example of that was kind of some of the unknowns related to kind of the long term implications of those treatment choices that they had to make pretty quickly. Yeah, we learned pretty quickly that families really went through a lot when their child was first diagnosed with SCID, and they had to cope through a lot to manage all of that. And I think from the IDF perspective, this is where we felt we were really able to kind of step in and fulfill a need of sharing stories of real families who have navigated the journey of having a child diagnosed with SCID. Um, we certainly had a lot of help in this area too, but we are grateful to so many of the families who are willing to share their stories and their journeys with our team um, and out lining the different types of skid, the different hospital experiences, how they navigated it as a couple, as a family, and the things that they struggled with and the things that they really felt that they benefited from as they were on their journey. So I know if many people are looking at the website, they'll find such an, a diverse array of skid stories that kind of span all aspects of the skid journey from that diagnosis, treatment, um, into that new normal. Um, so hopefully that gives a lot of hope for parents um, who may be embarking on a journey of their own. Also, these stories are really some of the most popular and frequently visited areas of the website, which is really um, heartwarming to, to know that we're really able to shine some um, hopeful light for these parents. With the holidays just around the corner and travel back in full swing, many people still don't understand how overwhelming it can be to safely travel with a primary immunodeficiency. Fortunately, IDF has composed a comprehensive travel guide to help you navigate some of the more complicated parts of traveling. The travel guide covers a wide range of topics from TSA to medications and supplies, as well as unique considerations you should discuss with your doctor before traveling. For more information, visit primaryimmune.org slash travel or click the link in the show's description. Uh, can you talk more, Melissa, about any of the emerging mental health needs that you and your, you and your team uh, identified as part of this uncertainty work? Yeah, and I'll just also um, kind of agree. It really, it really was so moving to hear all the stories from families um, throughout the course of the project and then use that information to develop resources to support not only them, but the entire SCID community. Um, and I think, you know, our team and the broader SCID Compass team really felt like that was the best way to meet the goals of the 
project was to kind of involve those families in everything we did. So I know you mentioned um, Heather Smith. She was, of course, one of our really close partners throughout the course of the project. Um, and like you said, really helped us connect to those families um, so that we can listen to them and learn from them, honestly. Um, and I think one of the important things that we heard, um, you know, during the course of uh, the Skate Compass project, you know, I think importantly, at the second half of the project was during the COVID pandemic. Um, and we heard from those family voices um, that things shifted and changed, you know, over the course of those four years. Um, and as you mentioned, one of the kind of last resources that we developed that was really um, I think important and kind of shed light on um, parent mental health, you know, during the pandemic um, was the video that we created. Um, so that was that was really important activity. Yeah, I think the mental health video is one of my favorite things that your team created. I really think that it addresses the topic of mental health and coping in such a compassionate way and really lets people know that it's okay to focus on yourself if you, when you realize that you need it. And it's such a great resource that anyone can benefit from it, no matter the diagnosis they are navigating. It's not necessarily a SCID-specific resource, though you um, interview parents of children with SCID specifically, but I think anyone would really benefit from it. Yeah, I think, like you said, the mental health video was one of my favorites, too. <laughs> um, and as I said, it, it came at a time when talking about mental health was really starting to emerge a lot more, um, like I said, as a result of the pandemic. Um, but it was really important, like you said, to hear directly from parents who had a child with skid about their struggles with mental health and, and even more importantly, how they addressed it. Um, I think we were lucky to be able to um, also hear from a clinical social worker during um, the mental health video, um, and she gave some really important um, and great recommendations for different tools or resources that families can use. Um, and really encourage families to reach out to, um, you know, others in the community, but also make their child's provider aware of, um, it's not just, a skid diagnosis doesn't just affect, you know, the child, it affects the whole family. And I think that video really helped to highlight um, that, you know, mental health is something that we can all talk about, which was, which was just fantastic. Oh, definitely. I think a good point that you mentioned, Melissa, is that this all came around, um, because of COVID and a lot of people were talking more about mental health. And I think that just points out to how kind of nimble our team was and really realizing, oh, we are hearing this from the SCID community and we know we need to be able to provide some great resources for them. And we have the capability um, to be able to provide something like this to them. So kudos to your team for being able to kind of act quickly and pull something like this together when we were all um, just navigating uh, the virtual world, um, but still being able to provide something that is essential and really beneficial to the SCID community. So thank your team for that. Thanks. <laughs> um, so now seems like a great time to talk about some other components of the project that we piloted through SCID Compass, but have, also, have now become standard programming at IDF. So again, in 2020, we started offering something we were calling uh, Lunch and Learn webinars on a variety of topics for the SCID community. And we covered all sorts of topics in short little one hour segments from covering the treatments for SCID, an overview of what newborn screening is, to even just something as general as supporting infants' developmental needs while in the hospital. 
Um, and we got great feedback from the SCID community that this was something that they really appreciated um, and really were looking forward to tuning into every month. And we learned that our community just really craves some diagnosis-specific opportunities. So we at IDF have now taken this really successful and well-received model and now offer diagnosis-specific webinars for the IDF community covering other diagnoses that are rare, like congenital athymia or APDS or hyper-IgE and more. So Skid Compass has taught IDF a lot about what the PI community needs, and we've been able to diversify that um, for others and not just those with SCID. Um, we also have learned so much from this project and are really excited to take these lessons learned and translate them into other corners of the PI community, um, like those lunch and learns. But Melissa, before we wrap up, can you share um, RTI's perspective or maybe some lessons learned um, from yourselves from working on this project? Yeah, you know, um, this project really um, encapsulates the phrase, it takes a village, I think. You know, one of my lessons learned was um, it was so um, important for us to have all different types of folks involved in this project. So, you know, RTI as a, as a research, nonprofit research institute, you know, brought one lens to the work. Um, certainly IDF and, and Heather and her role in Skid Angels for Life brought the patient experience. Um, but then we had the state lab, newborn screening labs, um, represented through APHL and Genetic Alliance also um, with their work in educating families around newborn screening. So it really was um, such a great team of folks. Um, to really address um, a, a big need in the field once um, SCID became kind of standard practice for states in their newborn screening programs. Um, and I think the other thing to me that um, really hits home on this project, um, including, like I said, not only working with the great team and, and listening with families for sure, was um, it really, again, um, kind of to me was uh, a great representation of, I know I had mentioned earlier, RTI's um, kind of mission is to improve the human condition, but but our tagline um, at RTI is turning knowledge into practice. And um, to me, Skid Compass is exactly that. We took um, you know, a research lens to really better understand the needs of the um, community, but then really made that actionable. And um, through such great you know, funding and support for HRSA, we're able to develop a really wide variety of different types of tools and resources for the community that, like you said, um, Alyssa can be used as like a template for not only other um, kind of activities that IDF pursues in immunodeficiencies more broadly, but also in the newborn screening community. So all in all, I think it was just a wonderfully successful project, and I was so proud to be part of it. Oh, thanks, Melissa. Yeah, we really enjoyed working with um, your whole team. And like you said, it really did take a village. Um, IDF could not have done this on our own. So it was great to come together with your team, the amazing APHL team. I learned so much about newborn screening um, and have such a greater appreciation for all the things that a tiny little blood spot can do um, and just learned so much from uh, their team as well. Um, and I also just think Similarly to RTI, IDF's mission is to really improve the diagnosis, treatment, and quality of life of people affected by PI, and I really think this collaboration and what we created with Skid Compass has really kind of hit the nail on the head and been able to support so many individuals, not just in the U.S., but across the world. We can see so many people um, 
not in the U.S., um, but in Europe and in Africa and Asia who are downloading all of our amazing resources on SCID. And it just shows how valuable everything that we created is to the people who are navigating this, what can sound like a very scary um, um, disease or condition. So we are just eternally grateful for this wonderful partnership and um, RTA, RTI being such a great partner. So I think that's all the time we have for today. So again, thank you, Melissa, and just your entire team. I know you're here representing all of them, but we are really grateful um, to the many, many individuals at RTI who joined us on our regular calls. And we could not have made such an incredible impact without all of your um, expertise. So thank you. Well, thanks, Alyssa. It really was an awesome project. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation. If you like our show and want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast so future episodes will be sent to your device automatically, and leave us a review on iTunes so that others may discover this podcast as well. To learn more about primary immunodeficiency and the PI community, please visit the IDF website at www.primaryimmune.org or click the link in the show's description. For more information on how to get engaged in advocacy on behalf of the PI community, check out IDF's Patient Advocacy Engagement Toolkit at www.primaryimmune.org slash patient-engagement-toolkit. And if you have a question you would like answered, email us at idf at primaryimmune.org. Thanks for tuning in.